Hello and welcome to Hanging Out with Hanging Nine. I'm Lemon Tree. And I'm Squiddy. And this is the London Spitfire podcast. And we open this week with basically some breaking news as we're about to sit down and record. We have um, a letter from the Vancouver Titans to all of their fans and staff basically detailing that the Vancouver Titans, as we know it, um, has decided to part ways uh, with all of their players and staff. Um, Massive, massive news uh, as we're about to sit down. Absolutely, uh, which is very surprising because they are playing in three days' time. They are playing (laughs) against the Washington Justice, and so far, they don't have a team to play against Washington. Still, I would would still bet that Vancouver, without any players, could still beat... The Washington Justice. Uh, but I, I don't is... know if Justice are quite that bad, but uh... okay, maybe they could beat Boston. Uh, but it is, it is very interesting timing. Just everyone's kind of seen all the rumors about the because we've talked about it ourselves on this podcast. The rumors mm. about what's happening at Vancouver, and this is just put out all to bed and very clearly laid out what's happened and their plan going forward. Yeah, as they detail in the, in the uh, in the letter, which I'm, I'm sure you must have heard of by now, or if not, I'm sure we can put it in the in the description of this episode. Um, but yeah, they've parted ways with their with all their players, and they plan to, from the sounds of it, they plan to pick up a team from uh, contenders or a tier two scene team and field them. Whether that's going to happen this weekend, I mean, I, I guess we've got to assume that it will. Um, as of recording, we haven't heard anything different for the Overwatch League that, you know, Vancouver are going to get this week off while they find a new team. We haven't heard that yet. Um, but, yeah, really, really fascinating times. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think it also um, brings up an interesting question. Like, as there are all their active roster all are available now, which player would you like to see at the London Spitfire? If you could take... Oh, <laughs> Haxel, Sumansu, Stitch, Slime, Twilight, Fissure, Jaehung. Who would you like to see at London? Uh, for me, it's got to be um, Ryu Jaehung. I think there, for a period of time, he was absolutely undoubtedly the best support player um, in the league. I still think he has that that sort of caliber to him. Um, again, I'm, you know, I don't know the ins and outs, but from what I hear, he's he's a good team player and a good like uh, shot caller, and he's able to to manage that team in that regard. And he's played on some great teams uh, with the Seoul Dynasty and, of course, um, now the, the Vancouver Titans, who almost went all the way uh, last season. Um, and, yeah, I think I think that's where the most value in this team is in. Of course, Haxel, great DPS player. He might be my, num- my pick. Haxel, yeah, I was going to say, he'd be, he'd be my number two. Yeah. would be a absolutely <laughs> terrifying DPS duo to go ahead. But I mean, we can all we can all dream about <laughs> having the, the these players joining the London Spitfire, and maybe one day they will. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, moving on from that and some more sort of behind the scenes Overwatch uh, goings on, if if we will. There's a great video this weekend on the broadcast of um, from the Overwatch League itself. And they're behind the scenes and how they're keeping the show running uh, from home, keeping the Overwatch League up and running. It was nice to get a sort of glimpse into, into yeah, how the team are making the Overwatch League tick over uh, yeah. in these 
unprecedented yeah, times. It was absolutely amazing just to see how, like just A, how many screens they have to have <laughs> to be able to get very it to jealous. work <laughs> whatsoever. And also very interesting to see how Uber is able to cast because they had to split their office in half. And the, the background backdrop that you see when he's on stream is basically squishing him <laughs> against his own desk. Like I am, I have no idea how he has not knocked that over so many times when the camera is on him during the breaks between the matches. I was going to say, it's very impressive, really, that, yeah, he hasn't knocked that over uh, <laughs> uh, knocked that over so far. Yeah, it's basically just room for him to stand up as it is, as um, as his partner, I think it was, was, uh, yeah, working in the background for the Overwatch League. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, a, what an interesting setup to, to be working both on the same thing in the same house in the same room at the same time, like... <laughs> I don't think many other couples could say that, I'd imagine. No, definitely not. But we're absolutely delighted that they are are able to uh, be able to bring us some great esports during a a time where really not many other things are going on. Like I know for many people, sports is a big part of their Mm. life. It is for me, definitely. Mm. And in fact, I'm not able to watch my football, my F1, (laughs) my rugby, all the sports I love to watch has just meant I've doubled down on Overwatch League. <laughs> yeah, similar for me, actually. Yeah, no, no sport to watch. And uh, recently I've been watching, yeah, every every single second of the Overwatch League as it ticks by. And, you know, if there wasn't something else to, to take my mind, maybe that wouldn't be the case. So, yeah, I'm d- also deeply thankful that uh, that the Overwatch League is, is carrying on. Yeah, I'm absolutely the same. And I think what we can also be is we are very thankful for what we can always say is hashtag the real heroes, the people mm. who are helping us do this world pandemic. And that is the doctors, the nurses, the frontline workers who are putting the, putting themselves at risk to make sure that to, to help people get better, make sure that people have food, have the resources they are, they need. And with this has come the initiative from 14 different sports pro leagues including the Overwatch League with our very own Super, <laughs> who uh, what they would do is they would take their jersey, grab a bit of tape, and then put the name of a doctor or a nurse that they would say is their hero. Their hero. Mm. So instead of people cheering for them, as is they would normally expect, they are now cheering for, I would say, the everyday folk, but that's completely wrong because they are definitely the real heroes. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's a really cool, really cool initiative. Um it's also really interesting to see Overwatch League up there with your other big players. You know, you had uh, John Cena from the WWE and you've got people from the NHL and the NFL and, and all sorts. And so for the Overwatch League to be recognised, I suppose, on that sort of level is like really cool for the league as well. And yeah, it's a great initiative um, to yeah recognise uh, all the, the important frontline workers who are, are doing their bit to to help us through this, this pandemic. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> And uh, they are the real heroes in life, but of course there are heroes in our game of Overwatch. And um, that brings us on to the hero bans that happened this weekend. Very smooth. Like it. <laughs> and we begin with the supports that got banned. And again, there were only only five uh, could be banned this week. So not all the heroes, of, uh, uh, not all the supports could be banned. Uh, obviously because Mercy was banned last week, so she'll be back in rotation. And with 46.3% playtime, Brigitte was the unfortunate support hero 
this week. But I would like to note that the Anna playtime has drastically reduced from the ridiculous mid-70s <laughs> down to a more modest 43.9%. Much more reasonable, much more reasonable. But yeah, it's... I, I'm always amazed that Brig gets the the higher level of playtime that she does. And, you know, I recognise she's a great hero and a useful hero. But, yeah, to me, she never quite cranks out the amount of healing that I'd expect, you know, someone like Anna too. So, yeah, I don't, it, it is interesting. I'm not a high-level Overwatch League player, of course. But, um, but yeah, no Brig uh, for the following week. Uh, in the tank section, uh, it was Reinhardt who got banned um, on 43.2%. Diva was just higher than him, though, on 56.5%. I think it is interesting. It always seems that when Brigitte is banned, Reinhardt always gets banned. His <laughs> squire, they, they they are in Joined at the both, hip. Yeah. <laughs> both in law and in game as well. I think it does. I don't, I'm not sure that will really impact much because at the weekend we were seeing plenty of dive. Yeah, this weekend was was as you say really really Im- impressive. Um, lots of dive, lots of echo based dive. Um, some teams on some maps and on some points were still going to that sort of um, that May Reaper comp. Excuse me, um, that sort of comfort pick, if you will, um, to get them through. But yeah, lots and lots of lots and lots of echo being played. Um, and that Unfortunately, was bo- yeah. she is not banned <laughs> this uh, weekend. Thank. Thank, thank, just thankful that she hasn't been banned because it's been fantastic to see two Winston's primal raging just <laughs> knocking the enemy team every which way. But the unfortunate DPS this week are Ash and Reaper. Yeah, Reaper really, really unlucky there with only fifteen point three percent play time and uh, Ash on twenty two point eight. But yeah, I'm really thankful that we'll get to see our our Spitfire boys. On the on the Echo, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, in a bit, um, but yeah, and happy that Echo is actually going to be played uh, for more than one week in a row um, this weekend coming up. I'm sure we'll we'll preview it when we get to it. But I think every single team are playing, um, so it will be nice that every team will have an option to show us what they're capable of on the Echo. This new hero, this possibly meta-defining hero, that will. Uh, that will redevelop it. And maybe from this weekend, based on the wins and losses that we get out, we might be able to get a better picture of exactly where, you know, people lie. How how good are teams really? Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Absolutely. But before we get to that, let us look at the results from the previous week 13 of the Overwatch League. <laughs> Guangzhou Charge 3, Seoul Dynasty, nil. New York Excelsior 2, Shanghai Dragons, 3. Dallas Fuel 3, Washington Justice, nil. Los Angeles Valiant 3, Atlanta Reign, 2. Houston Outlaws, nil. San Francisco Shock, 3. Seoul Dynasty, nil. Hongzhou Spark, 3. Chengdu Hunters, 1. New York Excelsior, 3. Philadelphia Fusion, 3. Paris Eternal, 2. Florida Mayhem, 3. Boston Uprising, 0. Toronto Defiant, 1. Los Angeles Gladiators, 3. 
those were your scores on the doors for week 13. Um, are there any highlights you want to you wanna shout out before we go uh, slightly more in-depth, focusing on the teams that I suppose Spitfire will be playing in the, in the upcoming week? Absolutely. I think what I thought was going to be the standout match of the weekend definitely became so with Dragons v New York going to five-match mm. epic. <laughs> was just absolutely it was just fantastic to see because new york the first two maps were playing perfectly and then somehow shanghai dragons were just able to flip it completely and bring it back it was mm. fan it was just brilliant to watch and the fact i was able to wake up and start watching it immediately <laughs> is a great way to start my saturday <laughs> yeah that was such an interesting match um like you say, New York felt so dominant on those first two maps. Like, they absolutely steamrolled um, Iconwald point one. Um, there were some great plays from Jonak. I think it was on Li Zhang. He got a mid-EMP sleep uh, <laughs> to help them cap uh, the, sep- the second point on Li Zhang. Um, just incredible, incredible stuff, really. I think what it, what that match mainly came down to, or like what I perceived it coming down to, was just who felt more confident on the Echo. Um on that final point on Busan, that final map, New York were running Tracer Ash versus Ash Echo for, for Shanghai. And so the question I suppose I have to ask is, th- did New York lose because they didn't feel 100% confident on the Echo yet? And Shanghai have been able to um, to get their team acquainted to playing in that, st- in that style. So with Echo eligible again this weekend, I think the winners are going to be whoever uh, is able to play that Echo the best. I think I think you're definitely right, but with SBB on that tracer for New York, anything is really possible. Were there any standout matches for you this weekend apart from the Shanghai New York match? Um, what I definitely want to shout out is the Philly Paris match, which I thought was entertaining for one, but also um, Fielder um, for the Paris Eternal on Anna was playing in Korea and so had 200 ping. And one was playing as Anna, and two was like possibly Paris's best player, um, and was like eligible to get player of the match if Paris had ended up winning uh, the match overall. Um, so just really, really impressive stuff. Um, Philly versus Paris has been to five maps three times now, um, with uh, Philly winning, you know, two to one overall. They've won two. Um, that's their second five match. Sorry, Philly are now on their second five match win streak of the season as well. Um, and they're one of the best, one of the best teams in the Overwatch League, I think, Philly. Um, uh, and they're really absolutely. one to watch. They're also one of the best going to map five. They yeah. rarely <laughs> lose them. It is absolutely terrifying. But that is that Philly v Paris is very quickly becoming a marquee matchup mm. for the Overwatch League. But enough about the other teams. We <laughs> have spent the, so <laughs> many episodes this year, this season talking about other teams and we are a london <laughs> spitfire podcast we start every episode with that phrase so with, without further ado let's talk about the london spitfire be the chengdu hunters coming this weekend <laughs> it did start to feel like we were just an overwatch podcast at some point um, we checked the dates just before we sat down, and yeah, Spitfire haven't played since the first of March, and so it's we, we two have done months, more- <laughs> two whole months without 
talking about <laughs> London. Not in like a proper aspect of being like, let's have a look at how well they've played. Oh, It'll it's... Be... They're back. We're back. We're back to being a London Spitfire podcast. Um, but the meta and like the Overwatch has changed so much. Like, I really hope, I really hope for like their sake that they've been drilling Echo as hard as they can. They've been using this time without any matches to really get well acquainted with Echo, get their strats down. Who's their Echo main? Like, send one player off and just let them absolutely drill Echo for hours. I hope that's what we've been doing because it's so clear that Echo is like meta-defining on like potentially the same level as Brig was like again it's going to be different with hero rotation she's not going to be there every week being oppressive she is going to sometimes have to drop out um as hero pulls and you know as her usage rises but but yeah I just I really hope I really hope we've used this time wisely to to get someone good on Echo like because it's it's only been one week but it's clear that how good we are at Echo is really going to define um, how how we come out of this. Um, and as you say, we're playing Chengdu first, masters of the weird comp, and they've Absolutely. got wrecking, they've got their wrecking ball back. Uh, so <laughs> we need to we need to be taking the fight to them and not letting their chaos get the better of us. Um, no, definitely. I mean, this weekend when they played against New York, Armeng was showing how good he has developed on Winston. Mm. Like how much his like his other main tank play has developed means that London can't just assume he's going to be running wrecking ball. They have to maybe think no, actually could he run a Winston? Could he win a Reinhardt? I think J Max should win those battles, especially if it's Reinhardt. Nope, he's banned. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so it, it really be the Winston v Winston matchup and. You like to think J Mac just has the natural talent at that hero over arming, mm. but yeah, but you, you're right. He does so feel long. like he's leveled up, and yeah, we haven't played competitively for so long. Like, I hope we have been screaming, but I think part of the reason why we, I can't remember the timeline exactly now, but we moved over there to try and be more comfortable together. So maybe we haven't been screaming this whole time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm hope I'm hoping we've got the got the better of it. Is but Chen- Chengdu are weird like that. Chengdu can pull out wins from anywhere, um, as as they've shown in the past. I think on a player versus player basis, maybe Jinmu will have the advantage over our DPS line. But I think we're probably about the same or maybe a bit better than um, the Hunters in lots of positions. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can, we can get the win. Um, who do you think is going to be our, our Echo player? I think... It will either be Shui mm. or Pabble. Mm. Uh, I don't when think we last rolled, we were, Yeah, when we last rolled, we were very much in a Re- Reaper made meta. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah, this is sort of a completely different sort of hero. I mean, there um, are certain maps that you can still play that Reaper made comp, especially yes, yeah. uh, with Nepal and the uh, Sanctuary map. With mm. the, the point in the middle where the Mabel perfectly blocks off the wall. Exactly. Uh, the, the yeah. entry, that's a w- one map that you're able to play that. Or just close claustrophobic maps. But yeah, I, Titan, yeah. You're definitely right. I think we're going to need to be having that standout Echo player. And I think whoever is playing as our off tank, be it Burnout or Clestine, because both are excellent at D.Va. 
both have their own strengths and weaknesses within them. Mm. But they have to be absolutely on point when playing against these these echoes, trying to get stop those sticky bombs from landing. Mm. Yeah, of course, it's not all down to the to the individual play of the of the DPS echo player. Hopefully, yeah, we've all learnt the strats collectively to to lock in and sync to each other. Um, and like we are playing against two Chinese Overwatch teams, so it is going to be difficult to predict. I think it's difficult for us as a team to be able to predict what they're going to run and combat them effectively because, you know, charge and hunters, they're these, these streaky teams who can like beat anyone and lose to anyone. Like that's, it's the beauty of it. And it's the, the, the pain of it really, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think London can beat Chengdu, but I don't know if we'll be able to beat charge as they were able to absolutely roll New York at the weekend. No, Seoul even. They didn't it wasn't New York. This they is what rolled. I mean, they like rolled, yeah. Rolled Char- Seoul. Charge beat Seoul and like was that more down to Seoul not being up on the echo? Was there echo communication problems? Um like it just didn't maybe charge maybe Seoul aren't as good as we were thinking because I'm pretty sure where is the other Seoul match? They also lost to Spark. Yeah. Like both three nils. They've lost three games in a row, three nil. But again, both Chinese Overwatch teams. Both absolute masters of chaos um soul are now zero to nine in their last three matches they've lost three matches on the spin 3-0 yeah um it's just i just don't i didn't understand those soul matches like are they that bad i because i i pegged soul as being better than us or better than and then they lost to they've been on a on a losing streak so maybe, maybe i'm wrong about that it's, it's how they respond this weekend will show i will show where yeah. soul is and i think I, I think now's a good ch- good time to try and predict this week's matches, starting with <sighs> Shanghai versus Dynasty. I mean, after our, our brief chat there, there's only there's only one way to go: Shanghai. They're nine and one. Seoul have been a bit streaky. Maybe they come back. Maybe they understand Echo better. But Shanghai have have taken it to to New York, who we thought were one of the better teams. And they've come away, and it was it was an easy win for the Dragons by any means. But they came back and they won fairly fairly convincingly in the end. Um, so I'm going to have to back the Dragons. And then we've got the Hunters versus the London Spitfire. Just, just, just listen to it. the London <laughs> Spitfire. It's just so nice. It's just so nice. Music to my ears, <laughs> and I think I think I've got my heart. Is telling me you gotta get the Spitfire. This is their this is their best chance for a win this weekend, I think. Mm. And I think I've yeah, got, to, I've got to give them the yeah. edge. Yeah. And I think you you're in agreement as well. You think I'm in they... agreement. Spitfire. Spitfire. Following that, we have Charge v New York. <laughs> Char like Charge just beat Seoul, who we thought were good. Um, New York lost to Shanghai, who we knew were good. I mean, history history tells me that um, New York are going to win this, but Charge are weird like that. Um, I've 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 got to go New York based on you know historic data. New York are eight to two throughout the season. Charge are only five to six, so that leads me in the New York direction. But I mean, it could be an upset. Who knows at this point? But I'm going New York. 
Um, after that, we've got the Paris Eternal versus the LA Gladiators. Oh, this is going to be a fantastic match. Both of these teams are very strong. They are looking as play both as playoff contenders this year. LA have definitely stepped up. Like, they've always looked fairly mm. good most seasons, but mm. not superstars. This season, seem, it just seems a bit different. Everything just seems to be clicking a bit better for them. And then, pa- but then Paris, they've they've got some great players with them. They've really upped their squad from last season. But I think I'm going to give the edge to the LA Gladiators for this week. End. And then following that, we have the <laughs> Justice v. the Titans. I don't know if it's completely fair to be predicting this. I have literally no idea who the Titans are going to field. Are they going to field anyone? Are they going to lose via forfeit? Is this match going to be moved? Are they going to draft in the best contenders team? I mean, honestly, who knows at this point? But I think Was- get- Washington are so bad. Was- <laughs> <laughs> they're not quite bottom of the barrel. Like They're, they're pretty Boston. close. They're pretty close, though. They're two to nine. They should be so much better than they are. They've got Corey, for crying out loud. And, like, I almost want to pick Titans because, you know, I know Washington are bad. I don't know how bad new-look Vancouver Titans can be. I almost want to pick Titans. But that feels that feels wrong. I don't know. I really don't know what to do about this. Um, I'll pick Titans for the chaos because I think Justice is that bad. But if Justice win on a technicality, I don't want it to count against me. If Titans forfeit, I'm not having it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. If it if it's any of that, we, we were, I, I wouldn't count it. If they actually filled a team, I think Titans might win. That's how bad I think Justice are. Um, <laughs> enough of me uh, dumping on uh, on the Justice. On Sunday, the 10th of May, our opening match of that day is the Houston Outlaws versus the Atlanta Reign. Houston have looked. Slightly better. Yes, they got 3 0'd by Shock, and I, for some reason, thought Houston might be able to win that match. Um, I now look back at myself going, what crazy fool <laughs> decided that? <laughs> and I don't think they're going to beat Atlanta. Atlanta, uh, they are a very strong mid near top team. Mm. Houston are at best at just a mid team. So for me, I will go Atlanta for that matchup. And then we have the Valiant v Boston. I don't think Valiant are that great. I think, like like you said with Atlanta Reign, they're sort of like a middling sort of team. But they did beat Atlanta Reign, and they are playing Boston, who are really, really bottom of the barrel. Not very good. Don't seem to be taking Overwatch very seriously at all. And so, yeah, I've got I've got to go with Valiant. There's there's no other option to it. Um, after that, we've got the Spark versus the Dragons. Oh, this. <laughs> Spark of no, you know what? I, I don't know. Like, oh, who's it's going to be the dragons? They have looked yeah. so dominant this year. Yeah. That unless Spark do Spark things, I mean, it is possible. You know, unless, I mean, unless Spark pulls something magic out of the hat, there's no yeah. chance. Dragons yeah. have got that. And then after that, we have the London Spitfire <laughs> oh, versus so the good. Charge. <laughs> <sighs> this this will be tough. This this, this is this is really tough to pick. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm too excited to finally see the Spitfire play, and that the Charge are 
better than I'm thinking they are. But I'm gonna I'm gonna back our boys here. I'm gonna think we're gonna go two nil on the weekend. I think we're getting both wins. Uh, call me a madman. Um, I will be what- definitely calling you a madman because I, as there I de- I do not see uh, see a way in which London are able to beat the charge. Who just rolled soul. They are looking deep, very comfortable this season so far. I th- I don't I don't see it. I think unfortunately I have Boo. to go against go Boo. against what our podcast stands for Boo. and go for the charge. <laughs> uh, and then after after Spitfire's glorious victory over the charge, uh, there'll be the Dallas Fuel versus the Philadelphia Fusion. Dallas have been improving. They have massively improved themselves. They're mm. able to beat the Justice three 0 albeit it is the Justice. <laughs> However, it's Philly, it's Philly. Philly are so strong. If Poco can't play, Fury comes in, and he it's Fury. Fury is one of the best off tanks in the game. There's, I don't, again, I don't see them not winning that match. Maybe three one, or just a flat three nil. Following that, we have Defiant v Shock. This might be like a weird thing to say, but like Shock almost looked better without Sinatra in the squad. Um, I know that's weird. That is kind of weird. They were playing Houston, um, so maybe it was that. But um, Toronto are like a middling to lower middle sort of table sort of team, um, beaten by the Gladiators. Um, Got to go with Shock. I think there's just better quality. Um, yeah, just a superior team overall. Sorry, Toronto. And then we finish up the weekend with the Florida Mayhem versus Vancouver Titans, possibly? <laughs> well, um, I think Florida could could genuinely beat the t- even a full-strength Titans team. I think mm. they, they've got enough in them to just an- annoy the proper... I, I say proper, that's the wrong word. <laughs> the original Vancouver Titans team... Mm. And I think with this new look team who will have arguably no time to prepare really for this upcoming match, Florida, I think, will could... I don't want to say... It will be 3-1 to Florida. <laughs> 3-1 Florida. Wow. And that brings us to the end of our predictions for this week. But who won the predictions this weekend? It was or was it a, a tie? tie. It, it was, was a tie. tie. Both. Uh, what tripped us both up was the fact that we both went dynasty. Yes. Yes. That they did let us down this weekend. It yes, and said. I probably could have won if I didn't back the Houston Outlaws to beat the San Francisco Shock. That was a strange pick. It I, was. A know, str- I <laughs> um, so without, but um, I must fall on my sword. And so the current overall standings are 5-3 to you. So Ooh. it'll be interesting to see how we get on this weekend. And I think that will do it for today's episode. Thank you very much for joining us. Where we finally were able to speak about the London Spitfire in the context that they are playing this weekend. <laughs> if you do want to get in contact with us about anything we've said in this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter. I am on at Squiddy57. And I'm at Nevets LT. That's N E V E T S L T. 
And don't forget to follow our lovely producer and editor-in-chief, Cam. You can follow him on his more official uh, Twitter of at CaptainZep or his more Overwatch-orientated one of at CamVerwatch. And don't forget to come on over to the Hangar 9 Discord. I'm sure it'll be popping off this weekend as we uh, finally watch, after a long wait, our Spitfire boys take on the Charge and the Hunters. Get in there, get on the Facebook page, um, and yeah, watch along and chat with your with your fellow engineers. Absolutely. I completely forgot about our digital watch parties that we, we host because we haven't had to do them for two months. But finally, <laughs> they will be back and it will be so good to be talking it's London Spitfire with a bunch of London Spitfire fans. Absolutely. And until next time, take care, wash your hands and hang loose. Hey. <laughs> We've talked about London. Oh, man. <laughs>